Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. And this is a safe space for myself and others to speak on things in our lives, in our worlds. This is a chance to see what's behind the mind of the creative, because what you hear, what you see, and what you think ain't always the truth. Here you get to share, laugh, live, love, and sometimes debate. So I would like to introduce a very special guest, a road dog of mine, my brethren, Mr. Joshua William Green of the Green Dynasty. Praise the Lord, saints. And the crowd goes wild. This is exactly what you did the first time. <laughs> oh, wow. This is literally exactly what we did the first time. Okay, so we were just having a conversation, so we're going, <laughs> we about to get into this. So when we were talking about reasonably, reasonably shady and who was the more reasonable or shady one between the two of us, and it depends on the situation, and I was getting ready to say, and then I had to press play, in a millisecond. <laughs> I had to press play on your ass in a mother- millisecond. It's like, no. Um, I was getting ready to say, is it not true, though, though, that when somebody is deemed shady or someone is shady, that people come for them? Yes. Yes. I agree. It's something because they kind of want to. It's like when Serena was number one in the world, people will play their best tennis against her all the time. Lights out. Well, because there's a few things. One, they're always going to be on the like defense or ready for to assume that you're going to be shady against them. Yes. And then two, it's also like that little prideful thing to be like, oh yeah, I got them, you know, cause that, that's the shade assassin over there, you know, but I yes. got them. Like, you know, like that's, you know, cause we, we talk about housewives and stuff all the time. Yes. <laughs> One major thing that has definitely changed from this last podcast, the fact that I actually watched them because I know I used to protest them. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> Glad to have you. How times have changed. I'm going to just sit my eggnog. Yes. But you know, um, I, I guess it's going to sound like a lot to some people. I am not any shadier than any of my friends. I feel like people always like, James, now you know. I'm like, bitch, no, no, no. We all, we all shady. Mm. You know, maybe mine might come off a little bit mo or a little funnier at times. There's, there's a difference, and I, I, I can relate to this because you know we talk about the real house of Potomac all the time, and I, and I, I usually said that I am equal parts Robin and I'm equal parts Giselle, and they always call Giselle the shady one, the shade assassin. But I think what you're saying is true to a certain extent. But there's a, um, because we all have similar types of shade or like you know that you can say the shady thing because you know we all gonna laugh at it because you know that we're all thinking the same things but it's always who's bold enough to say it in what environment that makes it so shady and that is where (laughs) and that is where you are the shady one (laughs) because wait wait wait. you will be the first one in the group text (laughs) in the group thread in the room now that's different Uh uh-huh no it's not the group chat ain't different it's a safe space <laughs> we were all thinking it. We like, looking eyes. Um, I dropped some bomb news today. Okay, baby, I dropped a bomb today, and I was doing a little scooping. You know, let's just keep moving. Moving on. So, Joshua William Green, 
Here we are again on my podcast, and this is, guess what? This is my quarter coil. This is my 75th episode. Hey! Yeah, so, you know, almost to 100, and we've been doing it. I always say we've, like, I've been doing this with uh, somebody consistently, but um, this has been going on for, you know, what? Since 2019, I think I've had this podcast. So, it's about to be 2023, and... I do this and I do it for the conversation with people and for myself. And I've learned a lot from myself and a lot from people over these last years. And I love sitting down with um, people that I work with and friends and, you know, definitely the people I work with in theater. And I realized that that's kind of the majority of the people that I've discussed uh discussions with discuss discussions coming up at eight (laughs) (laughs) but uh i'm so happy that i still have it because i took a break and sometimes i take breaks i'm so happy to still just have the show to just have the opportunity to just hop on here share and i've like have our conversations be heard anywhere in the world and i'm really thankful for everyone who's ever listened to an episode of the third degree with me your host james demetra burns and you know, Josh, our episode was definitely amazing, and it was lit. Every green that came on my podcast had an amazing uh, conversation, and I learned a lot from them. And I just also want to shout out your sister Ebony. We are finally friends on Facebook <laughs> 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 after all these years. <laughs> We're friends. On Oh my gosh, the Green Dynasty is complete. I'm dying. We are friends on Facebook. So, Josh, we are here in your home in Lancaster. 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 I call it Lancaster. As it is pronounced phonetically. Yes. And this is also now my home. So, we were also just talking about, like, you know, our first conversation, which happened a few years back and now where we are now and where we are we're, just the headspace the mindset the um just us overall and you know we've been performing together for over 10 years now Woo-hoo. and you're one of my best friends my road dog and it has been a pleasure and just a few months ago, we got to experience something together that not many people get the opportunity to do. <laughs> it was quite life-changing, if I do say so myself. Um, you debuted your first produ- production as a director, a professional production of The Color Purple, the regional premiere of The Color Purple musical at Ephrata Performing Arts Center. And I'm going to ask you how it was, but I just want to drop a few more little sprinkles on top. There was a lot of stuff that happened. (laughs) Um, You know, initially, you didn't audition for a director. You were auditioning to be a part of the show. But let me just start with, (laughs) how do you feel right now? Because it's been a few months. (laughs) It's been a few months. How have you settled into the kablam? It's... Oh, that's a good question. I just, um, I was just telling someone the other day because this entire year has been so go, go, go. I was, I have not even really processed 
what happened to all of us during the color purple and just how monumental that was for me, but evidently for this community and the city and everyone involved. And I'm, I am constantly, and this is not an exaggeration. I am stopped every single time. Like I go out, like I'm doing a show or I'm somewhere like someone is going to stop me to talk about the color purple. And it has been that way every single day since we opened in October or September. October. October. Yeah. I had to think about it. So we was, so we were together brain. for a long time. Together for a long time. People recognize me and Trey. And, and I'm like, I'm like, that's so interesting. I'm like, that's so funny <laughs> to me. Like, we just got here already. And we're like Harpo and the preacher. And that is so funny. Like, the impact that it has made of people stopping us and talking to us about this show that happened for three weekends. But go ahead. Let me not interrupt. No, no. I, um... Yeah, it was it was it was definitely life changing. It was one of those things that when I finally get some off time, I do want to just like sit down with it and like just dissect like everything I felt, everything that like I went through. Like there was just so much and it was it was the perfect recipe for me. You know, I just I was not planning to make my directorial so debut. So speaking this year. of recipe, um initially you wanted to audition for the role of Mr. Right. So you got there and what happens? Um, so <laughs> I let me start by saying I always say I owe this entire production to our friend Ashley Hayward. Ashley was one of the church ladies, dynamic performer, love her to death. One of our close friends here in Lancaster. She's just amazing. Love her. Um, but, you know, in the top of last year, even like or I said the top of this year, moving out of like Christmas season of last year. We talked about it a lot because, you know, we heard that EPAC was doing the color purple and not only were they doing the color purple, they were going to like make this their first, like, you know, paid professional show. They were like, they're going to pay actresses. They know they want to get the right people. Um, Ephrata Lancaster is not a huge place when it comes to black arts and black demographic in general, and especially not Ephrata, which is about 20 minutes outside of Lancaster. Um, So just the thought of it was everybody was like shook. And all of our friends that are here that perform, most of us are professionals because we came here to work at, you know, Sight and Sound or the Fulton or whatever. And then we stuck around. And so Ashley was the one that was like, no, we are all free. None of us work at Sight and Sound right now. We have time. We're going to do this show. And Ashley basically like punked us all and was like, we're doing the show. Thank you again, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. And so I initially did not go to the audition. I couldn't go because we had... um, I want to say Asia and I were in songs for a new world at the time. And, but I sent in a video, like just a Mr. Video. And, um, Mike DeShula was already going to be our stage manager and, you know, a bunch of other things. And Mike in conjunction with a few other people, I guess, had talked to the artistic director Ed Fernandez, um, because they still had not at that time found a director. And so he emailed me back like two days later after I sent him my video and was like, Hey, really loved your video. You're an amazing performer. I was also wondering if you would be interested in interviewing to direct the show because we actually still do not have a director. And like I, as much as I love this show, <laughs> I do not want to be the one directing it. I want it to be, you know, a black person directing this piece. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I would love to be considered to do that, you know. And I've wanted to like really direct for some years now, but you know, you lay the groundwork in the ways that you do. And like my career is just, you know, when I'm 
not in Ohio and stuff. It's like, I am a performer. That's what I am. You know, it's what I get asked to do 24 seven. It's, you know, every now and again, like I'll get asked to choreograph stuff, but usually I'm just, I'm on stage. And so it was like, Oh, <clears throat> okay. Well, that's cool. Like I'll, I think I'll do that. And, and I had a little hesitation because I had just, it was freshly after I had just resigned from running the playhouse and, you know, for the reasons that I had resigned, you know, whatever and the feelings that I was having, I was definitely not. We'll touch on that later. (laughs) In any mood to try to be in charge of anything, you know, but something about it was like, yeah, you know, I think I'd do that. That would be fun because I knew a lot of people who auditioned and I know the talent that's here. And so we interviewed and we just had like the best time talking about the piece, talking about the show. And just like, there were so many refreshing things that he was saying to me. Um, It was almost like healing because he was talking about like what him and his board do and like their dreams and goals for the, for EPAC and you know, how they wanted to work with us and the stuff that they wanted to do and how they valued the community. And they wanted to definitely make sure that this marginalized section of our community was being represented on the stage. And I literally started crying in the interview because it was conversations that I was having in Youngstown and things that I wanted to do in Youngstown that were like, it was, I literally started crying because it was like, <laughs> so easy for him and his board to make those decisions and it was so not easy for that to even be a conversation in Ohio um amongst other things and I'm I'm not you know placing anyone blame or anything like that but it's just the drastic difference in two very major community theaters because EPAC does amazing community theater shows um but they wanted this to be a professional production I was like okay well, I'm down, so they they hired me. Um, I took over the process. Um, most of the cast that we chose had already auditioned, but you know, of course, I pushed for some more because I needed definitely more men had not auditioned yet, and a lot of people didn't audition because they didn't have a director yet, so they didn't go. So we did like a callback round, and everybody sent in videos, and we had an amazing turnout. I could not believe the turnout of talent. James Major Birds drove from Ohio. So (laughs) just let me interject there. This because this is where a big change for me happened. Um, Just drove up here because I thought to myself, self, (laughs) you know, you work at Amazon. Just see, I had done. I, I can't remember, but I've done a show a couple years back where I was working at a job where I was like, hey, I want to do the show over the summer. Is it cool? Can I come back? And they were like, yeah, basically just come back and we'll rehire you if we have to. So I was like, all I could do is ask or I can get an, another job. <laughs> That's how I always feel. So I was like, hey, um, I'm thinking about doing this show, uh, but I just want to know, like, do you think like our boss, because I asked the managers there, they were like, yeah, we think so. You know, you're a pretty good worker. Yeah, thanks, I am. <laughs> so I was like, okay, thanks. So I just drove down there. I'm thinking, like, I'll just take the two months off to be up here, have, like, this little vacation, and I'll just come back home. And I thought that's what I was going to be doing, honestly, like, for the next few years. It's like, I'll do a show, and then I'll just drive back to Youngstown, and then I'll just go somewhere and do a show and drive back to Youngstown. No idea that it would uh, be the turning point for me to be living here uh, by November. So that was March. And then I got there in June and I only came back home for three weeks. And I've been here. But like the audition process was great. And so interesting to me because, uh, you know, you're my friend and you're the director. So I walk in this room and you're all professional and everyone's sitting behind the desk and you're like, hey, 
how are you today? And I'm like, hey, what's up, Yusuf? What's up, bro, dog? Hey, what's up? What's good? You know, remember that? No, nah, I ain't going to do all of that. I ain't going to do all of that. But if it's you, um, the guy on the keys, and, and Ed, right? Mm-hmm. Was anyone else in there? Uh, Mike was in and out, but it was it was just me, Ed, and uh, the original music director. But what was funny is you were like, well, uh, James already knows this song, so he's just going to play it and kind of like learn it through you. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, because he had, he had not seen. He was... And I forgot from you guys' audition process that it was like that. Like, yeah. the TRW sends you packets for auditions, but the packets don't match up to, like, the stuff. Like, they were, like, different character stuff was in different packets. And so, like, we sent the music director a bunch of stuff, but then he didn't get a bunch of stuff. And it's like, in the C. Lee packet, it had, like, two oh, Suge songs. Yeah, but then you in had the to Shug have them packet, printed. Oh, yes. That so was- I kept having to have Mike run out and print stuff. So he was learning Mr. Song even though I was calling James in because I knew that he was going to be, I knew he was going to be Harpo. I knew he, I like James, Ooh, I knew like, he was going to be Harpo. But you I was knew like, I was going to, you know, I wanted to be Mr. <laughs> and as soon as I got down there, I was like, nah, they can't, can't none of these men in here be my son. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. But I was like, James is going to sing Mr. Song just so that you can hear it and play it and learn it. And so, which I felt like was a, but just a good, a good moment in like audit. You never know what's going to happen in audition. You really yeah. don't know. And I've had things like that happen to me in auditions. I've had people like ask me to sing stuff, um, like as an example, like in auditions before. Um, like I actually sing the uh, <clears throat> plant song one time. Uh, for a little shop. Yeah, I can't remember what role I was auditioning for, but it was in the plant. I was like, that's a very low part, not for me. But um, yeah, that was a great moment. And I was just happy to like be in the room, uh, with you. And I was out there in the uh in the hallway, and they're like, "Do you um, are you from here?" I'm like, "No, I know the director." And I was like, "Should I tell everyone that he's my best friend?" I don't know. And I was just like, "I was like, oh, we're just from the same town." Mm. I don't think I'm gonna reveal that secret yet, but uh, That's my roadie. Yeah. So moving forward, so we have the auditions, and that was March, and then. By the time we came back that night, you kind of knew who you wanted to cast and you cast the show and then boom. Yeah. Surprise after surprise after surprise. (laughs) So yeah, the auditions were phenomenal. Had a great turnout with everybody that came and all the submissions that came in. There was an ideal cast because the thing about casting that I like, it's like, how can you tell the story best with these group of people? It's not always just about like who's good at what roles. Like that's a huge part of it. But sometimes like the people don't match up together. And there was a phenomenal version of the show um, that I started out with that ended up drastically changing (laughs) because we did, excuse me, we did do the auditions fairly early in the year. You know, he wanted, he had already done that season audition in January, so he was like, I really want to do these callbacks and get them done. You know, our show was in October, but, you know, it was it was March. <laughs> yeah. And we were doing these auditions for the show, which I wasn't mad at it. It was great. Um, so by the, you know, mid-spring, we had a cast. It was really cool. Cast list was stacked. And right at the break of summer, you know, everything started to change. And... First, we lost our Suge, and then, you know, we lost a few other people. I lost a a female swing. I lost, you know, one of the guys. Like, it just, so much happened, and I ended up replacing six cast members (laughs) by the time that we started (laughs) to the point that, like, 
first of all, the cast that we ended up with was absolutely perfect. It was God orchestrated. I can't imagine it any other way now. It was exactly the way it was supposed to be. The funniest thing about it was you promising and praying to yourself and the rest of us in the Lord that you were not going to be a part of this because I was not going to be in this show. You did and like everything that, was, that I did you everything could, everything that I possibly could. To but that was not show. the Lord's way because I was just. <laughs> And it's like, I was tired. I was drained. Because also, you know, we Ooh. were, in order for me, you know, playing multiple hats again and, like, in typical Josh fashion, like, doing things for other people at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I had to, in order to make it work, because there were multiple ones of us that were asked to do ragtime and because this is the area that it is and it's, like, the pool of black actors locally is not, you know overflowing it was like if i don't find a way to make these work like one of the productions is going to suffer so it was like you know me teron ashley and brandon were doing ragtime and color purple at the same time and we had a rehearsal every day with no day off for about a month and a half two months no it was like two and a half months because ragtime started like two weeks before we did now isn't that a rare responsibility to have I was just having this conversation on an episode with um, uh, Audrey and Josh and the cast, who are both black. And I called the episode just the few of us, because <laughs> there's always just a few of us cast members in the show that are black, or we're always hoping that it's not just yourself that's going to be the one black person because of the experience that you know is probably headed your way. And we're just discussing our experience and how like the conversation always ends up coming up and we know we don't try to bring it up but it just like ends up being like a hey and i'm like it's like relief and not thinking about it when you're in the color purple like coming in every day it's just been like uh but it's not like a uh, it's not the it's the exhale it's not the inhale and hearing you say that makes me think of that discussion of having to think of the bigger picture and also yeah. watch drag race and there was um this there was these three black queens that um were in this challenge together and they were just discussing like how it feels to be a black queen and one of the you the queens is from the uk she always gets called other black queens names they always confuse the black mm. queens and they feel like they're microaggressions so the one queen was in the top and had to send one of them home and she was like very hurt about it because she's like dang you know this is one of my best friends, but this young black queen is here trying to get to the point where we are and trying to be in this position for younger queer black people like themselves. So she ultimately felt like she had to cut off somebody's voice. And she was like, we all have a voice here and I got to take away one of the voices. Like I'm happy I won, but this is real for me. And I was like, that's just a responsibility. And just like this, a weight that you really carry when it, shouldn't be your responsibility. Yeah. And that's what I heard yeah. when you said that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, as you know, Ragtime was one of my favorite shows in the world. Yes, and you was going to cold house down. <laughs> okay. You was going to cold the house down. <laughs> cold the house down, okay? Because I, you know, that was my sixth time doing the show. Yeah, And Servant Sage has a very special place in my heart with certain things. Um, and just what they do for the community. So I definitely like, I knew I couldn't pull out of the show, but it was one thing for me. I knew I could, I could do both. You know what I mean? I'm directing one show, starring in another one. I knew I could do that, you know, but I had to make it, you know, and Wally and I, the director 
at Servant Sage, you know, we sat down and like basically did our schedules together so that we could have the crossover to have, you know, everyone who's participating in both be able to do so. Um, easily. That's also great for the community and yeah. great, like for the uh, the actors to have that type of um, uh, connection with the theaters to produce the best theater and the best like schedules for everybody to be able to do the shows. Yeah, and that's definitely a rarity. <laughs> you know, it's not something that's gonna that's happen great. anywhere else. But you know, I was very excited to do that. We were definitely <laughs> overworked <laughs> and weary, but you know, doing it. Um, Not to mention you were in two weddings. I was also in two weddings. Like in, in two weddings. Two. Two weddings. With responsibilities. I was in two weddings a week apart from each other. One was the closing weekend of ragtime and the other one was the beginning of our tech week for our Color Purple. Oof. And I was ran down. But I will say one of the reasons that all of that was possible was just because you guys in the color purple, like on the worst day in rehearsal was still better than the best day in any of these other shows that I was working in here all year, like any other show that I've ever been in. Like you guys were that together, that talented, that on your stuff. And we just like made it work. And because the schedule had to be what the schedule was, that meant I also had to work around people's conflicts because like we had a very particular schedule that could only be these certain things. And I didn't even really end up using all the days. I only rehearsed you guys like three, four times a week until we hit tech. There were some times when we would leave early. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just be like, I'm like, I guess we could do more, but we really did everything today. Like, I don't know. And I put a very ambitious, almost ridiculous schedule on you guys. We really got it. And you did it. Y'all learned the entire show, blocked from beginning to end, in the first six rehearsals. And was like, great. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, I'm going to shove it down your throat, and then we'll just fix it. And like finesse it for the next couple of weeks. And that's exactly what we did. And you guys were phenomenal. Even on like worst days, I was never in a position where I felt like, God, I got to fix this or it's going to be terrible or this is going to be trash. Like literally the first day of rehearsal, y'all sat down together, y'all sang one line. And there was like this ease that just came over me. Just like everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. Even when, you know, my little baby brother, who I love to death, love him so much. He was my roommate for two weeks booked a Broadway show and had to leave and I had to join the show. It was still like, you know what? It's going to be fine. I'm just going to do it. It's going to be okay. We all look like, uh, you know, when they take a pet to the uh, doctor and they come back home and they won't come out the cage. Mm -hmm. That's what we look like when we got up on the stage. Cause you kept telling us like, look, these lines is going to be different upstairs. <laughs> as soon as we got upstairs, we was like, I don't know. You're like, this is the ground. This is the, 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 the ground, the black, the black. This is up here. This is the big. I, I told y'all when y'all was downstairs. I remember when I t the, remember the one right here where the ex, I kept I kept telling y'all still didn't matter. When I got upstairs, I was confused. I, and I, <laughs> I said that to Jaffe because when Jaffe joined, Jaffe was uh, my good friend Jaffael. He uh, slid in as an assistant director for me, saved the day um, closer into tech because, you know, I was going to have to eventually jump in the show and I needed other eyes. And um but I was telling him that I said, I, I said, we drew it on the floor downstairs, told him what was going to be in that little room. But, you know, I knew as soon as they got up here, they were going to be confused. And it was so funny because, like, I mean, absolutely confused. But it was it was you all still acclimated. Great. You know, like. So the process went very smoothly. Like when I tell you it was the, the, the probably the best, easiest like process <laughs> I have ever experienced. It was so much joy. 
every day. I was like never like annoyed with anyone like uh, until that day that you told me that's like no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get to that. Uh, <laughs> I get to that. But no, like it was a very smooth process. And then Jimmy, our musical director, was amazing. Jimmy was and so good. Like we do think we did things. Uh, we've worked together so many times, and like you know, I, I've learned a lot from you. But then our processes are are very similar. And I liked in the times where if we were waiting on someone, we would go over stuff. We're like, hey, let's just sing through the music. So we just kept perfecting that. It's also we were having such a good time. We all wanted to be greater. We all wanted to blend. And that was really the key. Like I feel like I get. I get shamed a lot for this or I get, you know, cause people do not think that I take credit for a lot of things. A lot of times like I can, I can take credit for like, I think the way that I directed or planned a director, like dealt with you guys was good. I do think I did a good job and like maybe did it in a special way, but there is still the fact of what you guys brought to the table is what made it what it was. It's just the, you know, everyone was prepared. Everybody, everybody's heart was in it. Everybody needed it. And it was also like, it was ministry for all of us because it was that one place that we all got to come in and breathe, take your mask off, be yourself. You don't have to watch what you say. You don't have to be on your P's and Q's. We understand what you're saying. We get it. We took advantage of it. We all took advantage of that from the very beginning. From the very beginning. And it felt like it was going to be a long process, but it was, and it was a seven to eight week process, but we knew that it was a short process for what we do for the majority of the year. And again, I just had this conversation and like, I can't wait to do the whiz. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to go back. Not thinking it's going to be like the same experience, but again, it's the same room. It's in the same building. And be, again, I was just there to experience as an actor in the show. And uh, it was a production staff and uh, a board that weren't black people, but it just still was a, so a wonderful supported. environment. It didn't feel forced. It felt true. <laughs> like, and the response, like I wasn't worried about a bad response. I'm never worried about like uh, certain things like that because honestly, you know, just at, at this point in my life, it's just got to walk into every room the same. I've never in my life been in a place and I like, and I don't mean this in a, um, this isn't derogatory towards anyone who is not EPAC or anything like that. But this is the first time I've ever been in a space like invited by like non-black people, white people, whatever in a space that invited us in a space to just be black. That has never been a thing. And I mean, of course I've been accepted in spaces before. I have tons of, you know, friends of all races or whatever. Like I've been in their weddings, like we're close. And I've, you know, I work for people who are obviously not black and stuff like that, but I've never been in a space before where like somebody said, Hey, we just want you guys to come in and just like, <laughs> do you just do whatever you want. Just go be black. Like just, you know, and yeah. just have at it. Like <laughs> we don't care. Wild out. Like, and it was like, it was, it was crazy, you know? Um, and it, the first thing that I thought of like multiple times that showed up in my mind, um, you know, the Playhouse is under far different management than it was then. Like, it's completely different staffing, different things like that. Um, so I don't want any reflection to be that now. But I remember my mother did a program when I was a kid. And, like, my brothers were in it. And it was it took, like, all inner city youths. And they basically wrote their own show. 
and they did it at the playhouse and it was phenomenal. It was so dope. And, but I remember my mom basically like living a nightmare the entire time because they invited them into the playhouse to do this thing. And then they spent every day, you know, being afraid of them being like, you know, not okay with their personalities, accusing them of stealing. If something happened in the building, they were like, it was one of those black kids. You know, it was just like, and mind you, like I said, these are different. These are not the same people that are at the playoffs right. now. Um, but that was the first thing that I thought of. And there's even times now, even professionally, where like, I get afraid in black spaces that that's going to be a thing, you know? And the color purple, I know we talked about this on my last on the last podcast we did together, because I always say I was like, I don't get to do black shows. The closest thing professionally I've ever gotten to do to a black show was ragtime. And that's right. because I was in the black part of the cast. I'm never in black shows. And so the first professional show that I did was a black show. I directed it. <laughs> like I've never been in a production space that is like an all black cast of people that. I was hired to do for a job. So you've directed like a kid, uh, junior shows, kids mm-hmm. shows. You've assistant directed uh, on paper. You've assistant directed off paper, <laughs> and many a shows choreographed. How does did this one differ from the rest of the experiences? This was the first time, because even like directing like junior shows and stuff like that, um, usually you're put on a team. And like, like when I directed, when I directed Moana Jr., that was like super fun. And I got to like definitely collaborate with a lot of people. And we turn those shows out like super fast, especially when they're camps. Like we do it in some oh, yeah. days, you know, so <laughs> it was totally fun. And it's one of those things where it's like, it almost feels like a garage play. Cause like you just take materials and you just make a show out of nothing, <laughs> which is what we did, which is really fun. And like the kids were so talented with this. It's the first time. I found it being the first time that I actually got to use all of the tools in my toolkit. Um, I think I've used all the tools in my toolkit before, just never at the same time. You know, like I've advised productions before. I've assisted on productions. I've choreographed. I've like done certain things. But like this is the first time that I did something and I was completely in control of it. You know what I mean? It was me in the meetings. It was me talking about the lighting design. It was me meeting with the set designer. It was me choreographing the show. It was me doing the casting. It was, I, it was the first time that I had my hands in everything. Um, Have you always wanted that opportunity? Yes and no. Like, I think I always wonder what it would be like. I don't necessarily know that I was like pining for it. Um, People, you know, people tend to usually <laughs> the first thing somebody's gonna say is like, you should do your own production. Cause like people will always ask me or want me to critique something. <laughs> and so like I'll obviously give my opinion on it. And then like I'm I automatically think that people think like, well, if you think you could have did it better, you should go do it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I think I sound when I talk about it. So I never like, I don't know. But yeah, it was I mean, I always look at something and probably would have done it different. There's few times I'm sure that I would be like oh th- that was just magnificent not a few times like I would say it was just absolutely magnificent but like everybody would do it similar to their way in some way mm-hmm. might have been a little different I was very excited especially but it's the fact that it was the color purple because I was always like I always did resonate with this show 
And I thought about it a lot with the revival because I'm such a huge fan of the revival, but also not such a huge fan of the revival. It's very weird um, because I was such a big fan of the original and having that big main stage full musical production of like an all black show like meant a lot to me but there were also so many things about the revival and its minimalistic way that were really cool and I always you know wanted like a mix of the two and even when Trey directed it last year when I was running the playhouse that y'all's production meant a lot to me even though I was involved in very small ways I was only overseeing and you know giving tips and just making sure that Trey had everything that he needed and stuff like that that was still like so special to me and I remember you know, I would watch it. Or I would watch you guys' rehearsals every day. Like, I would watch the videos. And, you know, just watching, you know, Trey followed the directions because <laughs> technically the script is definitely very particular about the way that you have to do the production, which does not leave a lot of wiggle room. Um, it almost kind of forces you to make a carbon copy of the revival because of the way that it, is listed into restrictions. It does still need to be quote unquote minimalistic. Um, it does give a lot of direction. Oh, so he wouldn't have been able to uh, produce like a full, uh, like a home or like a. Correct. You cannot, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's worded in a way where it's like, there is a way to do a lot of things, but there's also not a way to do a lot of things. And also still you want that cohesive vibe because it is written and arranged in a way that it needs to just kind of flow and move and like everything works together. So I still wanted that vibe and I felt like I was able to get a good mix of the two and like, you know, you get a chance to do art, you get a chance to put yourself in it. So like I got to just do it the way that I envisioned it happening and like make things look the way I envisioned them. So, you know, for example, like there were still, we still had to use a wood-based stage, but we used a wood-based stage that had platforms and things like that, but they weren't the same as the revival ones. And like, there were still a piece of set. And it was like, I was like, if there's one thing I want, I know I want a porch. So it's like, we built off of yeah, the idea of tree. having the porch. And the and other the thing is you, we had the thrust stage. So mm -hmm. that was a different point of view for us to be able to use that. Uh, entire floor setting and then you had the actual stage with the porch on it and we had a different dynamic of entertaining from three different point of views which was another thing you kept having to remind <laughs> us about guys there are people on the side of you now y'all gonna have to start turning to these people on the left and the right here but um one thing uh i wanted to uh, ask is or just a uh, mention is when we we had three weeks to do the show and they, you know, they came and went. So by the time we got to the final weekend, you know, we were all like, I'm sure we knew it was coming in a certain way, but we be, we were beat up. when I tell you, when I tell you, it was, it was, I was that first day on the final week when Juanita started singing on um, the finale. Um, when she was singing, I'm here. And I was like, no, but then when she started singing the finale, I definitely like cried. But that last day, I thought that I was going to be okay. I swear, I thought I was going to be okay because I was, when I'm here, was playing. I was like, <sighs> but I was like, okay, I'm good. I got it out. Curtains. James was weeping. Curtains. And I loved it. I was 
d- low and wide. Because y'all were teasing me because I cried a few times and it was very, it was very weird for me because like anybody who knows me or does shows with me knows that like I probably, I probably will cry a little bit on the last day. But just in general, like on a normal sense, I'm not a crier. Like I'm not very, I'm usually like the, I'm the cold one. I'm a little bit brutally I can, honest. You can, yeah, you, you can be very much as that one. I can, I can get very much Candace Diller Bassett. Yeah, you know, J- James got his little folded tissue, like, and I'm just like, you know, it's fine. I just it's used okay. my hands. I wept like I wept when Serena retired. That was funny. Woo. We need to come back to that. Okay. But, you know, like, I found myself, I was talking to, like, you know, even, like, Chayla and stuff, and I'd be listening to the soundtrack, like, weeks before rehearsal started, and a song would be playing, and I would be just, like, envisioning, like, okay, maybe I want to block it like this or do something, and I would start crying. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, and I felt this like spiritual connection, like to it, like long before we gathered in a room. And like, I think that's where a lot of my anxiety started to come up with it because I started feeling the weight of like what it was going to be before we knew that that's what it was going to be. And I just started feeling like, you know, like months beforehand, I was like, this is going to be really important. This is going to be really like, and I was I was like, you know, my shoulders was raising up, you know, I was all kinds of stuff trying to get stuff together. I kept losing cast members, kept replacing cast members, losing cast members, replacing cast members. Okay, me doing this. Okay, got to do this. And I was like, oh my God. Like, okay, we got to meet with the set designer. Okay, can't meet this week. Oh, ended up not meeting with the set designer until the week before rehearsal. Like, there was just so much stuff. And I felt like I was constantly like, (laughs) like my shoulders were in my ears. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, because I just felt this weight of what it was. And it wasn't necessarily about, I think Trey asked me, like, you know, like, how do you feel a lot of pressure, you know, because people know you and like a lot of people know you and like your name is on this. And I was like, honestly, that is the farthest thing from my mind. Like, I really didn't even think about it like that, because at one point Trey had to help me. We were having just a conversation during the run about why I was annoyed at something. And he was like, well, because this is your baby, like this is your baby. And it was almost like that was the first time that concept even came into my mind because it was my baby. But like, I was like, it, there were so many other things about it that I felt like were beyond me that like, that's what I was like really focused on and like thinking about. And, you know, we talked about it all the time. Cause like every couple of weeks I would sit down and I'm like, okay, so what do you guys think the purpose of this production is? Like, what do you think it's going to do? Who do you think it's going to affect? Like, why do you think we're supposed to be doing this right now? Cause that was just, all year long, it was just kind of like in the back of my head, just knocking, like, hey. <laughs> you know, I like to talk, so I love having conversations. So as soon as somebody asks me something, I'm ready. And I'm like, oh, let me see if anybody else wants to go before I take a few minutes. But no, um, I, I did love those conversations because I feel like it. we are telling the story together. We need to understand what everyone is feeling about it. Besides us going around to each other having one-on-one conversations helps as well, but we were having group discussions and to find the similarities in some of our thoughts with each other. I think it helps the chemistry, but I feel like it's like releasing the pollen from the flower for it to be able to, you know, do its thing. That's how I feel like when we're talking, I'm like, let's talk together so Mm -hmm. we can go through this together, go through all of these emotions together and understanding and even, you know, we have the low, the low times. Cause you know, it was one show when we was like, we need to, Y'all needed that bad show. We, we I was that annoyed, bash. but I was like, y'all needed that bad show because y'all Ooh. needed to realize that you you have to try. Because y'all were just so good that, like, I felt like there were a number of times that y'all slid by or something because y'all were just so good. 
And it was that first show back after the first weekend. And I was like, I didn't do a brush up. I didn't do any notes or anything like that. Yeah. And I said, mm. Ooh, Josh, your detailed notes. <laughs> let me tell you something. Okay, now we're getting into the tea because the show is over now. Show's over, folks. <laughs> I'm going to be here all week. Matter of fact, I'll be here 365 days. Uh-huh. No, okay, look. So uh, there were some times during the show where you would give general notes, and I can't stand the general <laughs> note. I'm like, no, I need you to go ahead and tell me exactly what it is, or I'm going to think it's me every time. You're like, I need the boys who? who? What boys? Which, which note? Who? Because who? I know you can hear. I know that you know. I know that you know what you talk about. So I'm going to need you to go ahead and say it out loud to all of us right now. Because you know I don't care if it's me. You can tell, you can t- you can tell my note to everybody. I don't care. Uh, somebody said that to me. I didn't want to give you a note for everybody. I don't give a damn. I'm like, it what I got me. to hide? I played basketball. I've, I've heard a lot worse. <laughs> go ahead, give me my note. And then one time at rehearsal... It was a couple a uh, couple of nights you were like, you know, the first night, uh, the act one was good. And then you was like, okay, but act two was, that's a completely different show. Like, yeah, it's just, y'all need to go ahead and pick it up. So I came back the second, you know, that next night and I was like, all right, I got to figure out something. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to really, I'm going to really go for this. And you know, I'm only got a, a couple things in act two, but I'm like, I'm really, I'm going to make this. I was happy as hell in Africa. I was bouncing. I was like a gazelle out that bitch. And I was just out there bouncing around. And then uh, when I got to any little thing. And I was like, we was getting it in. And then, you know, dinner, I felt like I was wild in there. And then uh, I felt like I was giving it in the finale. So then when we go to sit down, <laughs> you were like, yeah, um, I, first of all, you 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 were sitting far away, but it's, you seemed like you were sitting far <laughs> away. I went all the way up on the porch. And I know how you were speaking, and it was very matter of fact and i only want to say this once <laughs> i'm gonna say this and i hope nobody responds so we can just get out of here but people responded and i was one of those people because i was i wasn't gonna say nothing because i was like i would just let it go but i tell you it was yanked so we just reenact it let's just reenact it <laughs> okay good. let's just reenact it <clears throat> okay everybody um so i just first i just want to say Act one, it's great. Act one is tight. It's phenomenal. You guys are really in there. Act two is really trash, y'all. It's not good. It Everything? Not... <laughs> was it there... any eyes? <laughs> there were a few good moments. I don't think I need to mention them because the act <laughs> is bad. I don't get paid to compliment <laughs> you. Oh, that, that is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was like, bitch. I don't need your compliments. Oh. I don't need your compliments. What I need. I was like, I, really, I don't get paid to compliment you. I get paid well, to say you was wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. But that that one was important. With it's funny, like looking back on it now. But it it was important because it was a number of things. Because it didn't matter, even if like some people were doing great, some people were doing bad. Because of the way that it's written, like everything is so cohesive, and it's like if I feel the law, I know you feel the law. Like everybody can feel it, and it's like you guys had it down in Act One. And I was like, I know I could like, you could feel it like you were feeding off each other. You knew how things connected. You knew how the scenes flowed. Like you got it. And it just was not happening in the second act. And I was like, I could sit there and list 36 notes of like what happened sequentially every single time. But it's like you, most of all, like y'all know what they are. It's like, oh, you know, you know, you don't know these lines. You know that y'all aren't saying this line at the same time and you're supposed to, you know, you're not singing this. Note. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it wasn't necessarily like, I didn't feel like I had to like give the notes. I felt like. I needed to reassure what you already knew. And that was that the second act is not like the first act. 
was like, you need to do what you need to do to make it like the first act. And like, honestly, all that was, was getting comfortable with it as everybody was, everybody was not comfortable with it. And even at that point, the only person that I felt really, really comfortable with it was Asia was Nettie. But Nettie's not in, <laughs> like, right. Nettie the had large all majority of the second act. So, <laughs> so it was like, Nettie you know, got her show to do, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Africa was fine. It was like, Africa was fine. It wasn't great, but like, Africa was fine. Like, everything after Africa just kind of like, and I was like, come on, y'all. Come on, come on. You know me, though. I'd be a little bit in the clouds. I'd be like, it couldn't be me. I was trying. And it's like, and you were, and it's like, everybody was trying. But it's like, I think the next day when it finally happened and clicked, then everybody was like, yeah, yeah. I get it. Because it's, it's completely different now. Yeah. Can I just say, like, I, this is a horrible trait of mine, and I don't try to do this, but I'm a horrible practice player. Like, I'm more of a game player, and I used to play, I used to do not poorly at practice, but, like, I, when I was, like, trying out for basketball and stuff, like, until we start playing is then when I got noticed by the coaches because like these drills and stuff, I would be like, okay, I can do this, but I'm just really not that good at the drill. I could try my best to do the th- between my legs. I'm not going to do that when we get out on the court either because I'm just get the ball and, and make it in the hole. That's, you know, just every hole is gold. But um, sometimes I feel like that at rehearsal, some, but I feel like sometimes I'd be like, damn, I feel like I'm just not doing a good job. Or like, I feel like it doesn't click to me until I'm like in the atmosphere of some people are just space. like that. some people just learn in that way. So, um, and sometimes like, it's, it's, it's like not upsetting, but I'm like, why does it take me so long to like get here or be in my costume? And now I'm like, even just holding the hat, I'm like, I feel like I can feel Harpo now or like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Like after we in the costumes, just seeing it and being on, I'm like, I know exactly who I am now. And they just made my body language different. Some people are just in like rehearsal that. that night. Some people are just like that. And I think everyone is affected by costumes and people, but some people connect to that more. Some people are like, like I am, I have never been a cold memorization person. I've just, I don't learn that way. Um, like, which is why, like I had so many issues in math, like when I was young, cause I could not memorize times tables that it makes sense to me. Like it made more sense for me. Like when I started to learn them to actually like do the math, and count it out, then it made sense to me. But like just memorizing, like six times six is blood, six times seven is blood, meant nothing to me. I failed every time. And it's like, I'm the same way, even in shows and stuff. Like I can, I can learn a scene in a heartbeat. What I can't do is know that scene before we block it. I'm gonna read it 20 times and I'm not gonna know it. The second that I get up and like we block the scene and like I'm talking to this person for this reason, I stand here, I go here. I do this. I'm like, if we run at runtime, the scene is the scene is memorized because it just makes sense. It, you know, it fits. It, you know, what I mean, it's like, oh, then throw a costume on that. Oh, that's fine. Like, and then even just like having people seeing how they react to that, like it just further cements, you know, the math of it all, if you will. Like, I can't. I feel like I'm always trying to make up for the way that my mind is working in front of people. I'm like, sorry, like I'm, I can get it. I'm just like. I'm showing you physically what my mind is doing. And it might look a little weird, but like my mind has to catch up to the, uh, my body got to catch up to my mind. And then it goes like, like, it'd be like, eh, 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 eh. Oh, oh, okay. I got this. I got this. But, um, I, I, 
I had asked someone this on my previous podcast. I said this. Um, one thing I hate in shows is to be the last off book. I will not. Yeah, I won't do it. I, I will not. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. And especially what really gets me is when I notice the first person off book, I'm like, oh, okay, bitch. Okay. I see you. I see you. Let me tell you, I'll be back next week. We'll have a book in my hand. And I ain't ashamed to call line a couple times. I will never forget the first week of Jersey Boys because we were in the last week of Man La Mancha while starting the rehearsals for Jersey Boys at the Fulton. And I did not realize a large majority of the cast had just done Jersey Boys in Main State Music Theater before they came to the Fulton. And so, um, you know, me and Randy came in late one day because we had a show. So, like, we had rehearsal, like, after one of our shows. And we came in, and, you know, I know they had, like, blocked this scene without me. Like, one of the swings went and did it. And, like, I saw the video, like, where I was supposed to be or whatever. And I was just watching people. And, like, I just assumed that everybody was new at first. And so I was just watching people just doing scenes. And I was like, oh, I refuse. Like, and so like literally like we were doing something and I was sitting in the corner and I just would not take my book on stage. And so every time that I came out to do something, it was like, I did it without my book. And they were like, man, like y'all really just learn lines and just, just like, wow. Like that's so impressive. I was like, well, everybody else is off book. And they were like, we just did the show last month. <laughs> yeah, no, because <laughs> I was like, oh. Wow, okay. <laughs> I will be the page down. I'm like, now nah, I'm not about to walk up in the scene again. Nobody else? Anybody? I'm going to put mine. I got to put mine down. Line? Because I'm going to call line. You know how I You remember a chorus line. When I came to a chorus line, even even even, I, even though I had an excuse. <laughs> yes. Okay, I joined the show at Tech Week, and they put me in a role. And I had three days at home to know this role, like choreography and lines and notes. And it's just like the pride in me was not going to let me walk up in here when we started doing these runs for tech and not know it. <laughs> and you did it because you're what? The HBIC. So um, here you are. It's almost the end of 2022. And the way we started this year is not the way that we're finishing this year. And I don't know where you thought you would be, thought you would be. And I definitely didn't think I would be here, but I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad to be here with you as well. I'm, you know, and it's been um, a hell of a ride. And we are moving into a new year. But before I get into the new year, I just want to say how much of a joy it was for me to just do the color purple. Um, do, you know, that your first production with you to have Trey there. Because at first it didn't, we didn't even know if Trey was going to. Listen, man. When do it. It was literally the Wednesday before, like, I left. We were supposed to leave. He said, if it's housing you need, bring them. <laughs> yes. I said, period. Trey, come on. Literally. And that was when I thought that was the last time. And I was when I tell you that was a rough show. day for me, literally a rough, 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 like Clifford the Big Red Dog rough, rough week for me and day. And I got home and Trey was like, oh, um, they got housing for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And Which ended up being housing for y'all because you was just gonna be on my couch. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's great! That is so. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. I wish we had a kitchen, but it was amazing. And um, having Trey here and having us in the show is what made it not feel like work to me. Mm -hmm. On top of like loving the the cast and getting to know everyone that I absolutely love, 
and like have friends for life in. But like just having us on stage is just makes it even more fun for me. I'm like, oh, these people are going to get an even better show now. It was also wonderful to see Trey back in his element because Trey has been off stage for too long. And it intentionally, because like, he's yeah. had to step into roles, but yeah. having him be in this show intentionally from, from the, the start. beginning, from the start, and just like, because also he's grown and learned so much and does so much, and he, he is amazing, you know. And like, I, he'll have to speak on it, but from my point of view, just watching him just apply all of his skills and his knowledge to a, to roles from the beginning, you know in that way because with the time when he was doing that he was still learning he didn't he was just doing what he knew to do and he was phenomenal but it's like he you know he's a standout he's a standout performer he's a standout actor he's a standout singer and it's it was just it was great i mean i can say that about every single person because every single person's process every single person's arc in the show like i was proud of every single cast member it just it was just so touching but like trey specifically just to have trey there and it's like you know i've desired for the longest time to get both of you out of youngstown and just go somewhere and do something else but just to have him here like doing something else and then he was like working from home but working at epac using their office and like yes. being in their environment and hearing them talk and seeing them like it was just like that but i liked that a lot <clears throat> yeah it was um a great moment it made it feel like home and when we got that first check i was like oh yeah <laughs> I do get paid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it has been an amazing. Child, that was the only, I'm not going to say the only redeeming quality because I did love it. But I was like, that was the first like nudge in a happy direction for me when I had to join the cast. Oh, yeah. We were still, we were still like, we were heading into tag and Preston walked over with that check. And I said, that is right. Thank yes. You, yes. Yeah, that's right. Give me the So phone. now, um, <laughs> You are busy doing two shows, A Christmas Carol and uh, Illuminations just wrapped. When does A Christmas Carol close? Uh, Chris, Christmas Eve Eve, so the 23rd. Oh, I'm sorry. You said Christmas Eve and I still heard New Year's Eve in my head. And I'm like, 23rd? Don't you mean a 31st? Oh, no. He said Christmas Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And saw Illuminations. Great show. Great space. Beautiful. I just loved it. I sat next to the young... Um, guy dancers dad oh that was his dad yeah and he was so happy and i loved how much that he was enjoying the show they were so good they are seniors in high school him and him isaac and elise they are so good i was like if you do go to college for dance i was like you will have a career because this boy is like maybe two inches shorter than me he is a rail i mean like kicks his face has like no hips it looks like like he can float off the ground he's so smooth they were both stunning and i just love I mean, one of the things about dancers is the intent that they have to have for the movements and the lines and the things that they are trying to create and the safety of their bodies and that these things that are look e- easy to us are, but th- that don't look so hard to us are very hard mm-hmm. to do. And they were both very intentional and they seemed connected even when they were across the room from each other. And you all did um, a wonderful job. It was a wonderful space. It was beautiful. So um, I have more questions. Yeah. Uh, I have answers. That was a great show. Was it wasn't your first time being a part of Illuminations with Prima Theater, was it? Um, so this was the first time that Illumination happened at Prima, but in Illumination is the Contemporary Carolers, which I did in 2020. It was the first show I did um, during the pandemic. 
which is what brought me down here to Lancaster from New York. Um, because things couldn't happen in the theater and they couldn't do certain stuff, you know, we, their idea was like, we're going to travel and we're going to take to other people. And originally it was just us caroling, doing uh, covers of like pentatonic songs, um, which was really cool. And like, we loved it. It was, you know, me and our friend Jeanette and uh, my friend Kayla and Kevin. So it was really great that we got to share our joy, I guess, and Christmas spirit with people during COVID in a safe way. Uh, we went to like donors' houses. We did things like they didn't have the real tree lighting because of COVID, but they had something in place of it. And we got to perform at that. Um, we were like popping up at different parks, popping up in different neighborhoods, you know, downtown apartment buildings. People come out of their apartments and on their balconies and like we would sing our little concert, you know, it's really cool. But that's actually what brought me back to Lancaster and it was doing this stuff at Prima. So this time they combined doing the carolers and then the caroler set was a part of the actual show that happened in the theater at Prima on the weekends. So this is technically the first time illumination itself has happened, but I think it's something that they want to make annual um, and keep building on, which I think they should. I think it's a good foundation for a show. I had a good time. You know, I felt like I was doing things I was good at. The show yeah. you saw, I was tired to say, oh, I just did 10 shows mm-hmm. in three days. But, you know. <laughs> the musicians were, were wonderful. The guy on the piano was amazing. That is my bro. Okay. I love that man. I love that man. Dopest dopest black excellence you will ever see in your life okay like this man completely educated his name is ellington carthen you need to find him okay love this man he is my brother um amazing musician jazz pianist he's a grad he's getting he's a grad student at howard he also teaches at howard university right now as well um and just like he gigs everywhere he plays musical theater like he's just he's just i just look at him and i'm just like just cool black excellence and i just yes i just love it so much like and he was, he was just dope and he, he and it i just great he and i just connected like the whole time like the, from the first day it was like yeah we connected and, you know like he's cool he's like six three built he's a runner you know what i mean like so he's obviously like attractive and so everybody's like oh my god like who's the, yeah, who's the piano wonderful player? red suit Oh yeah, listen, because Diana plays no games with these costumes. Okay, oh, did, I'm gonna tell costume. you right now. That was a costume. We were costumed. Okay, oh, right. I tell people all the time, Prima is um still technically new in comparison to other theaters, but like Diana Nuja is the greatest costume I've ever seen in my life. She could find anything and like just dress me in it. Like, and I'm like, how did you find this? How did you know this was gonna fit? How did you know this was gonna be exactly what we needed? Like. And she just does it. And she found him this gorgeous red floral tuxedo. And I was so jealous because I wanted it so bad. It was really nice and I couldn't stop looking at it. <laughs> and then he out there playing like Duke Ellington, like, you know, like, you know. Well, I'm laughing right now because I just forgot his keys <laughs> My roommate is sneaking past the microphones to go in and out. And it is so funny. <laughs> but it's because he grabbed that banana. <laughs> and then he had it. He around. It's like, ah. okay, yeah. So, you know, 2022, I'm definitely going to like do an episode of like my year in review, but I kind of do it every time. I repeat myself a lot, but who cares, <laughs> right? No. So, um, 2022 was definitely a year of growth for me. And um, acceptance. And next year, I want to. 
is my year of completion. Mm-hmm. I want to complete. I'm going to complete a lot of the things that I have been setting out to do. Uh, projects that I have started. Because I will just start a new one and start a new one and start a new one and not mm-hmm. complete fully what I want to do in a project. So I'm going to do more. Com- there will be more completion of things this year to come. And um, I'm excited to live my new life as an out actor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as an actor, a performer. Um, and it is definitely a new change i feel like i dropped out of the matrix and i just like left that side of the world or something of my typical jobs that i've been working the last however many years of my life and i am so excited to continue to grow and learn and i now know i can get the things done that i want um and just to start with the first projects of the new year uh, we're going to be doing the whiz and it's been almost 10 years since we, mm-hmm. uh, became young sound famous. Well, since I, but you were already young sound famous <laughs> and since I became young sound famous with the whiz, <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> 16 inches of the finest Brazilian straw. <laughs> was it 16? It was 23 inches. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, I forgot about it. Interest, interest. Oh, let me tell you something. We had so much fun. Oh my gosh, that we was so funny. We had so much fun. Of the finest Brazilian that straw show. that you could ever find. I think I, that's one of the things I carry doing each show. I just remind myself that it's just such a joy for me. And even when there's times or when I'm tired, I'm like, I'm just going to have fun. I do want to entertain the audience, but I want to enjoy this today. And there are times where I feel like sometimes I just got to get through this number. But um, most of the time, majority of the time, I'm like, I have to have fun. And the whiz to me before was complete, like the utopia factor of just like the highest heights. All I could think about was just um, I, I felt like we were what I watched, like what I discovered. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is about to be everything. Everyone's going to love this. I you know, I just started doing theater, but I'm like, everyone's going to come see this because it's the whiz. I would come see it. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, I would come see this. Everyone's going to come see it. The turnout was amazing. And so going into this new time around, I feel lucky again to um, be able to do this show with you, with Trey, uh, professionally, might I add, and uh, at the Fulton uh, with our new friends, my new friends from uh, the color purple, uh, Juanita and Chayla as well. And I'm so stoked about like meeting the rest of the cast and like, you know, some things that will be revealed in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting and funny to me because all the roles that are play like shows I'm doing professionally, I've already <laughs> done. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep redoing shows that I've done. And I am fine with that. Yeah. Yes. No, it happens. If the check clears, I'm good. It happens. You know, people do. There are a lot of people that that happens for, not even just black actors, but especially for us, you know, because they like always going to be trying to do Dreamgirls. I was going to be right. trying to do The Wiz. I was going to be trying to do Color Purple. And I'm like, yeah, put me in it. That's why I've ragtimed so many times. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but even not even just for black actors, like the it's amount like of people I know boys. that do Jersey Boys that many times. You said five or six for most like, of them. I was like, Jesus. Or just people who like, I knew people who did the Buddy Holly story. So many times I'm like, golly, like who is just doing the show? But you know, that's if you I've done the Little Mermaid three times. 
You know? And there's a possible fourth on my list this year. Wow. Yeah, I've only done it once. I've only done that it was once. enough for you. It was enough. I got to Triton in the most Triton of ways. I they also, also cut King Triton songs, so I don't think I'll be doing that show. I think everybody yeah. walking into like these shows, like you hear certain versions of the song or the or the soundtracks released, and then when you get to the second edit of it, when you get to your production, it's a no. It's a no. Because I prepared that no, song. <laughs> I'm sorry, Disney can be mad at me all you want to. You had no business re-updating that script again. Okay, y'all should have left that where it was at. Because these edits on this music are not it. Absolutely not. It's not it. I, did, what I, I was so upset. Like when I saw y'all's production, I was so upset. I was like, "This is." When I got there, I had practiced that song all summer. I was like, "Oh, I'm so ready to sing this." I'm about to. I'm still. I was ready. You know that was my that was my jam. But I was like, ready. y'all don't even put that in the show no more. Oh, I, there's yes. no point in me doing this. I won't. So, do it. as we come to a close, what do you want to do in this next year? What's your plan? I I really do not have one. <laughs> you know, there's just been the last three years have just been so so much of a roller coaster and so upside down. I feel like I am still just now getting back to myself and like trying to figure those things out. You know, it was a lot of people like look at me like in this year because I've worked literally all year, all year long. I I was working from January to December, um, which was such a blessing and such it's amazing. You know, people commented all the time and they're like, you're just always booked. You're just, I'm like, yes. Um, you know, it's just one thing looking on the outside and like being on the in, living it on the inside. You know, there were just so many things I was going through. I was, like, recovering from health problems. I was, like, recovering from all those anxiety issues. And just, like, I felt like there was so much that I was, like, already just in the hole from just in the past couple of years, like, emotionally, physically, financially. And I felt like I was, like, running uphill. But I was also getting all of these opportunities. And I just legitimately feel like a used wash rag. Like, I just don't and have you look anything. Like one too. <laughs> <laughs> your mama. Uh, <clears throat> what about your mom? I just, Ooh. and so people have asked me that before, like, what's your plan for next year? Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I have no idea. And it's like, I literally have been blessed because so much has come to me because I have not been, I did not this year. I was not auditioning. I was not submitting. I was not like, things were coming to me and I was just taking them because I, I just didn't have the emotional, mental, physical capacity to do what I would normally do. And I think now I'm getting back to it and I'm feeling better and I've been looking and like starting to like kind of submit and do things now, but it's just, it's such a weird feeling to try to still even work back to who I was, you know, pre pandemic. Um, because, you know, just so much has happened, you know, which we haven't talked about that either because there's just so much has happened in the past couple of years. Just like pandemic, you know, I got COVID, and I almost died and then I didn't have COVID and then like I had a bunch of other health issues and then I was having panic attacks every day. Then we got pulled over by the police officer that tried to like. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to have a part two. Yeah. And yes. like, you know, and then I had a panic attack from that. Then I had like 
weird physical trauma from that. Then I felt like my body was attacking me. Then they were putting me on medicine. And then I wasn't. And then I moved here in the midst of all that. And then I was doing shows. And then I gained 80 pounds. And then I was doing it. And just like, it's all just one big, giant month, honestly. The past two years is just like one big, giant, traumatic month. And I'm just like, I don't, yeah, I just wake up. And You're like, just I made it to it. next year? Great. <laughs> Great. You know, let's have let's have a toast, you know. And that's just kind of where I am. So we'll we'll figure it out as it goes. I get really excited because I see my friends like have a lot of my friends have really found their gumption and they're really getting great opportunities and like doing things and like moving and like doing Broadway tours and they're going back to New York and stuff. And it's like I really just it's not that I don't have a desire to do that because I think I do, but I just like don't have a same like there's not like that life or death drive to like achieve a certain goal anymore you know um so i really don't know what i'm doing you know people always ask me like how long are you gonna stay in lancaster i'm like i don't know like are you gonna go back to new york maybe i don't know like i don't know (laughs) he's just following the colors of the wind you know and sometimes you just gotta like let it happen and I feel like I've been going with my gut and letting things happen. But um, there are still those times where you are in control and making things happen for yourself, as you have. But um, here's to not knowing. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't know. I'm open to whatever it's supposed to be is what it's supposed to be, and I'm here for it. So. But what we do know is you'll be at the Wiz at the Fulton. Boom. Opening March 2nd. Boom. And if you guys give it like a high demand, maybe they'll extend it. You never know. Y'all gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all gonna wanna come see this. Um I'm not at liberty to discuss who all is in this show. Um, but you know, James and I are in this show. And And Trayvale. And Trayvale, I can say that. Um, which like, you know, technically we shouldn't even like say that because like we have not started yet. We have not technically signed our contract. No, Joy told me I said I can tell people. Yeah, you can tell people. (laughs) But I mean like anything can happen between like now and rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like we can get other jobs or like, you know what, whatever. Right. But I am not at liberty to discuss the other people in there, but I will say there are some people that I very much respect and follow and idolize in this industry that are in this production with us. This production is definitely a moment. It is a major moment. Um, And the timing cannot be even more great with the long awaited revival of the Wiz coming to Broadway. So, you know, it's just, it's just, I can't say anything more about it, but there are some names and some people up in here that y'all are going to want to see. Okay. Um, so y'all need to go ahead and get them tickets. Get on down to the Fulton. <sighs> what a ride. I'm excited for that. It's going to be like a nice two month exertion with the Wiz. Going back to Oz. Going back to Oz. I'm very ex- blessed to. Let me. What have been my last few shows? Majority black shows, I think. So, and since. 2019 my last show was like Grand Night for Singing but I count my last show as Dream Girls <laughs> then, <laughs> then I did uh, <laughs> uh, The Color Purple uh, The Color Purple and The Wiz I've done like the three major black shows the mm-hmm. last five years isn't that something and now I've done all of them twice I got that under my belt. I just thought about it. Well, now I will have done all of them twice. 
But um, I'm excited to experience this again with you all. My road dog, you know, we've come a long way from those Monday nights. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we thought we were doing something. I couldn't be more happy for you. And I think you're doing great. Thanks, road dog. And I can't be more happy for you. You're doing great. Thank you. You're doing so great. One thing we did skip over, though, we do need to go back because, you know, you guys came here. Okay. By the time that we closed the show, y'all were already looking for a home and, like, had a home to move into the next month. Like, so y'all have been here. Yes. You and Trey. I'm so yeah. proud. Transition right up in there. And I'm here to shake shit up. I love it. And I'm excited for to just be here and be in the space and make my mark here like I did on Youngstown. So, greetings, Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> here in Lancaster. Hola. Esto aquí peras. I think that's like, I'm here, bitches. I think it's been a while. I need to check up on that. But are there any questions that you have for me before we get out of here? Me? Um, James Major Burns. James Major Burns. Um, you know. Wow. Because I ask a lot of questions, I answer them myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is my interview, too. <laughs> How? Hmm. Well, I, I'll start simple. What do, What is your plan now that you've made the transition? Well, my first plan is to book as many jobs as I can in advance so I don't have to worry about not having a job throughout the year. So, and I want to... Uh, like settle into this new um, lifestyle and, you know, just educate myself more and learn more and figure out the ins and outs. Nice. I love that. I have other plans that may involve you. Okay. <laughs> I thought about something the other day. It'll have to be on a different podcast. I was <laughs> like, we, ha- I was like, I, when I was watching Elf, I was like, I want to discuss with him, like, how it feels, because we both, since since 2020, we both, well, that was technically 2021, since January of 2021, we have both played police officers on stage. Josh, I, I have, we have to, it's going to have to be another podcast, because <laughs> the impact of that has impacted me to start writing a show about it, <laughs> called the law about a black police officer. And one of the characters on there is a a high school teacher. He's black and he's inspired by you. And his wife is the chief of police. And it's just a whole different take on it. Hmm. But um, I was thinking about that so much. I'm like, I'm playing like a black police officer. And like, um, I asked, you know, the group one day, I asked a few people, I'm like, what's the first thing you think about when you see a Mm -hmm. black police officer? Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, because it just sparked my mind of like me being the cop on stage and Anthony, who's um, Asian, yeah. is also the police officer. And like we both had thought about that. But like I thought about it every day in Jersey Boys. I would I was see me in that law and it was it hit home in Jersey Boys because the city that they're in in the scene is Cleveland. So like I was I was an Ohio State trooper. 
which we were pulled over by an Ohio State trooper. And, like, I was like, this is insane. Oh, yeah. We we'll have like, to unpack that episode. <laughs> it's going to have to be unsung. <laughs> I can finally talk about it now, but I'm having a panic attack, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's been, like, a couple years, hasn't it? Ooh. That's January. T- well, no, it's only been. Well, it will All, be. It will be two years, years ne- next month. I was very dramatic. I was frail after the fact. Remember, we had having no singer circles. And the thing was, but the thing was, I didn't think I was. And it's like, it wasn't until like, you know, all that stuff did happen. And then like, I know, like, then I was like, I can't make it like, I can't make this stuff stop. And it's like, I didn't think they were related until like, I started like talking about it. And then like the panic attack started happening. And I was like, oh no, they're actually related. Cause it's like the whole like thought and like idea of anxiety to me was just so like, weird and foreign because I was not like a, I think I always had anxiety about certain things, but I was never like a panicky person. Like y'all know, I don't, I don't panic. I don't like, you know, do all that extra stuff. So like just even the idea, I remember when the paramedics told me, they're like, it sounds like you're having a panic attack. And I was like, about what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. For what? (laughs) Well, you know me, I panic. (laughs) Yeah. But like, yeah, we'll have to talk about that another day. Yes, it was, um, yes, playing a police officer is, is, has inspired me to have conversations about it, but we'll definitely talk about that. Any other questions? Um, I don't know, like, uh. This is your chance, is America's listening. Hello, America. Um, the world's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm international, bitch. I guess I would like to know. Actually, a good question would be. How do you. How do you perceive me like knowing me? What was what was the differences or similarities? Like, what was it like? What's it like seeing me here than it is seeing me in in Ohio? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate trash. No, you've always been that. You've always been that person to me. Like you're the same everywhere you go to me. It's just it's great seeing you be that person in other spaces. I think you always feel. I think you're the same person everywhere you go. That's good. If that makes sense. Okay. Like I think you end up being like the same ingredients or adjectives in the rooms that you go to. That's cool. It didn't used to be that way. And it just, it's very weird because it's slowly, Lancaster slowly turned into that. And it was almost like out of the blue because it was not that like I was, I used to feel very different, like in all aspects here than I did in Ohio or like in New York. Like, was, you know, whenever I was in New York or, like, just not in Ohio, it was like, okay, like, I'm a performer. I'm just here to perform. Like, nobody's dependent on me. Nobody needs me to do nothing. Like, I just, I was, that's just the way it's always been. And, like, since I've come back here, like, over the past, I'd say, like, maybe the past year, it has slowly turned into, like, Ohio. And I was like, wait a second. What? Like, even just, even in our circle of friends, because, like, all of our friends, like our sight and sound friends and stuff like that, Toronto and them. I think I said this before. I was like, listen, I was like the baby of the group. Like I was like one of the younger ones. These are all my older brothers and sisters. Like, you know, wasn't nobody, you know, calling me to come get their drunk friends out the club or nothing. Like, like I was just, 
I didn't have those, like, I was not viewed that way. And I don't know when it changed to, like, <laughs> I am just, now it's exactly like it is. <laughs> I just learned this year that you just can't fight the position that you're supposed to be in. It don't matter what your age is. Like, you think because you're a certain age or a certain person, like, oh, I'm supposed to be this. You're older than me. You're supposed, no, no, that don't matter. Who you is is who you is and who you're going to be and who you're supposed to be. You can take that up with the Lord. The Lord. With the Lord. But yes, um, I don't think I have any more questions for you. Uh, um, wait, maybe I do. How different am I in this environment versus the environment back home? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you see me on stage mm-hmm. when you've done a show with me, and you see me work with the people. Work with the people. <laughs> <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it's it's nice. Um, I do think you are the same in all your spaces, which is like, I think you were always like that, which is what was refreshing about you. I felt like I always had to wear, I do think I'm always the same, but like, just depending on where we were, I just always had to wear like different hats. So like, I was always taking on like different, Mm -hmm. not different personalities, but just like different roles, like everywhere we went and you were always the same, but it is good to see, like, we talk about it, but like prior to color purple, you and I had not like done any like real work together. So like it was it's cool to like see you here even like at Dutch Apple and stuff and like see you like working and like, you know, building your career and like being like, you know, like, you know, professional James. Like, you know like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is business James. Yes. And it's like it's really cool to like see that firsthand and like close up because you know, like you've you've been doing it for a couple of years now and I'm like, you know, I'm proud, but like I haven't been there. Or like anywhere where I could see it, you know, and I'm like, okay, but you know, I know how to act right. You know, and James got a little bit of act right. I know how to act right. I used to worry about my mouth a little bit, like not like my mouth for real, but like sometimes I just don't like shit and I want to say it. I'm like, look, I feel like shit is getting a little wild today. I don't know who y'all talking to like that, but it won't be this way. I don't like this, or I'm not doing that. I'm like, I got to say it. Sorry, what you want me to do? Yeah. And I don't want to be. I'm like, think about the fear of. Uh, I'm like, I don't want to be fired or well, I'm the only, mm-hmm. I'm the only nigga up in here, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but yes, we could go on and on and on, mm-hmm. but then that's, we'll a, be here that's a whole nother podcast. Yes, we'll be here again, uh, which I'll have commentary on. Yes. Right. But thank you so much for being a guest again on the third degree with me, your host, James Major. Burr. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoy doing podcasts with you. I love this uh, part one of our three-part series. Thank you. Thank you. The Renaissance.